Progress. Okay, so this, uh, we're up to Daf Mem Aleph, Hamad Aleph, we're up to the Mishnah on top. The Mishnah is dealing with the basic premise, which is that the Gemara in Baba Kama, based on Psukim, proves <coughs> that if someone admits that he's high of money, he has to pay. But if someone admits that he's high of a knas, a penalty, he doesn't have to pay. It's called Maide Beknas Patim. So the Mishnah says, if someone says he was mefata, he seduced someone else's daughter, so they had uh, consensual relations before marriage, so he has to pay, right? So he has boishis and begam, which are monetary obligations, and then he has the knas, which is obviously a penalty. So because he admitted it, so Mishal and Baishis or Begam Apiatsma, he has to pay Baishis and Begam based on his own admission. Because if a person admits to being Chayev Mum and he has to pay. They Mishal and Knas, but he doesn't pay the Knas. Now the Gemara is going to ask, I get the Halacha, but why did it have to pick a case of uh, Mefata? Why couldn't it say Onus? Why couldn't it say the cases where the person said he raped that woman? And we'll talk about that in the Gemara. Then the Mishnah continues, If someone says, I stole something, so when he steals something, so Chayev. Uh, to pay the principal, and then you have to pay double uh, kefil, the an added an added a hundred percent principal on top of that. Now that's a penalty. Also, if you steal uh, certain types of animal and slaughter and sell, you have to pay four or five times. Those are all penalties. So Ganavti, if you say you stole, Misham is a keren. You have to pay the principal because that's a monetary obligation. You don't have to pay the kefil or four or five because that's a penalty, and you don't have to pay a penalty based on your own admission. If I killed, if someone admits to killing someone else's ox, you have to pay, because it's a monetary obligation. If someone says that my, my ox killed someone else's slave, so we know that when someone's ox kills someone else's slave, you have to pay a 30 uh, shekel penalty. So it's uh, so that that halacha in mishal mapiatzmai. You don't have to pay because that's a penalty. The halacha is the haklal. This is the rule called mishal yeser al mashihizik in mishal mapiatzmai. Right? The rule is that you don't have to pay penalties based on your admission. The way to know whether it's a penalty is that if you're paying more than the damage, that's a penalty, right? If you're paying the amount that you damage, that's monetary. If you're paying more, a kefil dalavahei, those are all more then the damage, then the halach is, that's a penalty, that's always the way to remember it, and then you do not have to pay a penalty based on your own admission. Okay, so the Gemara Asakasha, which is that the Misha started off by saying the case is where someone admits to seducing, to having consensual relations. So the Gemara says, listen Ansta, why not say, it'll be the exact same halacha if someone comes forward and says that he raped that woman, so why not say the case of Ones? So the Gemara says, Lord, me buy Kamer. You know what the Chiddush is of, the, of why the Mishnah picked the case of seduction? Right, the case is where someone comes forward and he says he was mafata, so he had consensual relations with a certain woman in the neighborhood. And the halach is that because of this, he has to pay. The Chiddush of that is that we believe him. Why? Because by him saying this, he's not only saying that he did something wrong, he's also saying that she did something wrong. He's saying that she also had consensual relations before marriage. So you might think that for her covet, it's not worth it to believe him that the money that he's given, 
doesn't offset the embarrassment that will cause her and her family. Kamashla, no, we believe him. So that's the Chiddush, meaning if you said rape, it's Pashi believe him, because the girl did nothing wrong. But over here, when he says Mefata, which is in other words saying that he and the girl both did something wrong, you might think that we should not believe him. No, Kamashla, we do believe him, even though it makes the girl not in the best light. Okay? So you see from our mission that we believe him in a case where he says he was Mefata. This is not like, our mission is not like the following Tana, the Tanya of Shimon, Yehuda, Eimr, Shem, Shimon. Rishimin says he doesn't have to pay at all. Why we don't believe him? Why don't we believe him? Because it's not his right to 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 destroy the uh, the, the the reputation of that girl by him saying that he's mafata. He's not only saying he did something wrong; he's saying she did something wrong. So we don't believe him. So because we don't believe him, he doesn't have to pay. And she would be she'd rather we don't believe him. So we don't. Uh, so therefore, he doesn't have to pay. It's not like there's two Adam, right? It's his person, so it's not Kedai. So because she doesn't want to believe him, and um, and therefore, uh, and there's no witnesses, we don't make him pay. And the Gemara says Akasha. What if the girl doesn't really care about her reputation? She wants the money, and she's like, "I'll take the money." Yeah, I, 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 let's, let's let him testify. I Meaning the reason why according to Rashima we don't believe him is because we don't want, uh, it's not worth it to ruin her reputation. What if she doesn't care about reputation? What if she wants the money more? Do we then believe him? So the Gemara says, The Gemara says, yeah, but it may, the father may not be happy about it. She might want the money, and she may not care about her reputation, but the father probably does. And the reputation of her is, an extension of the father as well. So the Gemara says, well, what if the father is cool with it? What if the father also wants the money, doesn't care about the reputation? The answer is, yeah, but someone from the family is not going to be happy. What if everyone in the family is cool with it? They want the money. There's got to be one family member overseas that, that would not want it. Meaning, someone from the family is not going to be okay with it because someone from the family, we assume, is not going to be okay with it. And we do not uh, accept his testimony. Now, the rule from the Mishnah is that if you're moda b'knas pater, which means that if you admit to a penalty, you don't have to pay, but if you admit to a monetary obligation, you do have to pay. Now, this sugya that we're about to do is a very big sugya in uh, Baba Kama, and that is, how do you understand chatsi nezek? The rule is, that when an animal gores, the first three times you only have to pay half of the damage, after three times you have to pay whole damage. The question is, during the first three times when the animal damages and you have to pay half, is that half a monetary obligation and we're just not making you pay whole? Or is it really that you're not obligated at all and the half of an obligation is a penalty? So in other words, if someone comes into court and says, He's moda. He admits that his animal gored someone when it was a tom, meaning it had not yet gored three times. So in other words, based on his own admission, he should have to pay half of the damage. Do we accept his testimony? In other words, is the first three times an animal damages a tom, is it considered mammon or is it considered a knas? Is it monetary obligation? Is it a penalty? Do we look at it as the first three times the animal should be watched better and the fact that you didn't, um, that means you're obligated to pay. Or do we say, no, really, it's so abnormal for an animal to gore 
Right after three times, it's normal. That it's proven to be that it's it's nature is to gore, so you have to watch it. The first three times, do we say that? Yeah, I have to watch the animal, and if you didn't, then you're obligated to pay. Or do we say no? Really, it's so abnormal; it's not your responsibility at all, and it's a penalty that you have to pay half. So that's the Gemara's question. Itma palganizka chatzinazek of goring is Rav Papa over palganizka mamona. Rav Papa says that it's money, and therefore, if you admit to it, you're obligated. Rav Huna over palganizka knasa. He says no; it's considered a penalty, and if you admit to it. You do not have to pay. Rav Papa, Amr Palganiskamah, explains his opinion that the paying 50% is considered a monetary obligation. Kasavar, he holds Stam Shavarim Lav Becheska Shimar Kaimi, that the average animal you have to guard. Meaning, and the fact that you didn't guard it properly means you did something wrong, which means it's a monetary obligation, so why don't you have to pay whole? And really, you should have to pay whole. But the Torah was lenient on you because the animal hasn't done it three times, so it's not fully its nature yet, but really, it's your responsibility, you have to pay. It's a monetary obligation. He says, no, Chatsi Nezek is a penalty. He says, the average animal, we don't assume, would gore. It's considered completely abnormal. And therefore, really, you did nothing wrong by your animal goring, and you shouldn't have to pay at all. And it's a penalty in order to incentivize you to watch it more properly. So that's the question. So, <clears throat> that, those are the two possibilities to understand. Now, so the Gemara says like this. Tanan, what we're gonna what we're gonna try to do is we're gonna try to prove whether paying fifty percent is a monetary obligation or a penalty, and definitely how it relates to our Mishnah. So Tanan, the Mishnah says, Hanizik v'hamazik When the animal gores, so the 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 damager's owner has to pay fifty percent. The Mishnah says this is a Mishnah in Babakama that both the damager and the damagee. Both parties are losing money. Now, so how do you understand that? So the Gemara explains, meaning either the damager pays 50%, so he's definitely losing money, but how does the damagee lose money? So, See, if you understand that it's a monetary obligation, and really the damager should pay whole, but the Torah is lenient, so therefore the damagee is losing 50% because it's a monetary obligation that he should get. He should get 100% of the, of the money. And the Torah says that he doesn't. So that's why that's how we look at it. He's losing money. But if you look at it as chatzin nezek is a penalty, meaning that the damager really doesn't have to pay at all and the Torah penalizes him to pay 50%, then how could the damagee say he lost any money? He wasn't, he didn't have rights to any money at all. According to that, he, he shouldn't have to pay at all. So how could you say that the damagee loses money? So the Gemara wants to prove from here that Chatzin Nezek is considered mamun. The Chatzinezek is a is a monetary obligation, and that's how the damagee could be losing fifty percent. So the Gemara says, Lloyd Nitzucha la pichas nevela. The answer is no. Really, it's considered a penalty. So how could the damagee considered be losing any money? The answer is 
because the way we evaluate the money is we say how much was the animal worth while it was alive and how much is it worth now and then you deduct you deduct the difference hold on one second yeah pichas nevela means like this the way they figure out the value forget about the, the damage the gemara is answering is that really he's losing money how how is he losing money he's losing money even if you hold Chatzinezek Nas, he's losing money within the Chatzinezek. The 50% that he gets, he loses money sometimes. How so? So the way it works with the 50% is you figure out how does, how does the guy pay. So he figures out how much the animal was worth when the animal was alive. And how much it was worth instantly when it dies, minus the carcass. The carcass, the damage he keeps. So you figure out the difference between, let's say, a living animal is 200, and a dead animal is 100, but the carcass is 50. So he pays, so the difference between 200 and 100, which is, and then he pays 50% of that. So it's 50 bucks. And we tell the damager, you keep the carcass, meaning that's not part of it. You keep the carcass. Now, if by the time it gets to court, the carcass is rotting, we don't say the damager can say, like, hey, you know, you evaluated, meaning when you're figuring out the monetary value of the damage, you figure it out when the carcass was freshly killed. The fact that by the time it gets to court, the carcass is rotting, and let's say it went down 20 more dollars in value, the damager doesn't have to pay for that. That's the point. When it says that the damagee loses money, what it's referring to is even if you say Chatzinezek is a knas, the damagee still loses money. How does the damagee lose money? Because if the animal carcass continues to rot before it goes to court, the damager doesn't have to pay for that. He doesn't care. Right? So if, if the time where it died, it was $100 damage because the carcass was worth 100 he only pays 50% of that. If by the time it gets to court, the carcass is worth 10 bucks, he doesn't care. That's the damage he's losing money. It's called pichas nevel. So the Gemara says, pichas nevel tenina, but don't I already know something? You're telling me this Mishnah, when it says that the damage he loses money, it's talking about pichas nevel, but don't I already have a Mishnah about pichas nevel, that the damager does not have to cover the loss in the carcass. Because it says, Tanina, Tashluminezig Malamin, Shabaylamitapam Benavela, the Braisa teaches that the damage keeps the carcass. And the damager doesn't have to worry about the value of the carcass after the damage. So, why do we have two Mishnayis telling me that the damager does not pay for the uh, price decrease in the carcass? The answer is, Chadabitam, Chadabimud. One is for an paying a damage the first three times, which is Chatzinezek, and one is for paying a damage after three times of Gori, which is you pay full damage. And both those cases, the mission is teaching, in both those cases, I don't have to, I, the damager, does not have to worry about the depreciation and value of the carcass. Why do I need both? If I only had this by time, I'd say, yeah, by time you don't have to pay because it was only, it was only, it, it, it's not a mood yet, it's only the first three times, but after three times, maybe you should have to pay for the depreciation of the carcass. And by mu'ed, I would say, yeah, by mu'ed, you don't have to pay for the depreciation of the carcass because you're paying whole anyway. You're paying so much money. But Tom, where you're just paying 50%, maybe you should pay for the depreciation of the carcass. And therefore, this Mishnah is not a proof either way of whether Chatzinezek is Mamad or Knas. This is a, 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 a uh, a b'raisa in Babakama, the b'raisa lists what's the difference between tam and muad. What's the difference? So tam b'shalim chatzin ezek megufay. The tam pays fifty percent, and it pays fifty percent of the value of the uh, and the cap is the value of the damaged animal. Meaning, let's say you have a very very cheap 
ox that gores this crazy expensive ox and the ox that it damaged the ox the damager was worth a hundred bucks and it damaged an ox worth ten thousand so you'll say, well, you have to pay 50% of that, which is 5000 But the damager ox is only 100 bucks. The halach is you only have to pay 100 bucks. The, the cap, the gross cap, is the value of the damager animal. But a muad pays 100%, and... I'm sorry, I skipped a line. And a, a, a muad pays 100% of the damage, and that's the value of the damagee, meaning it doesn't matter the value of the damager ox, you pay 100% of the damage. So that, that Brysa is listing the differences. Now notice, it does not list the difference. Now if it's true that Chatsi Nezek is a Knas, then I'll tell you another difference, right? This price is listing the differences between Chatsi Nezek and Nezek Shalom. Now if Chatsi Nezek is a Knas, then I'll tell you another difference. If you admit to it, if you admit to a nezek shalom, if you admit to a muad damaging, you have to pay 100%. But if you admit to a chatzin nezek, you don't have to pay, if you believe chatzin nezek is a knas. So if it indeed is a knas, and that's a difference between the two, why is it not listed there? It must be that chatzin nezek is really mamon. And therefore, there is no difference between admission. If you admit to chatzin nezek, you have to pay. If you admit to nezek shalom, you have to pay. But if you hold that chatzin nezek is a knas, and that's a major difference between the two. Why is it not listed in the Brisa that lists the differences? So the Gemara says, Tana B'Shayr. The answer is, you're right, but it didn't make the list because that Brisa was not a comprehensive list. That Brisa missed other things also. So the fact that it's not there is not a proof either way. Ma'ishayr the Hoshayr. What did it miss? It missed Chatsi Kofer. Kofer means that if an animal kills a, a slave, you have to pay. So the question is, if now a difference would be, if an animal gores a slave and kills it, so if if it was a, if it was a muid, it would have to pay a hundred percent of the uh, of the kofer, which is thirty shekel. Chatsi kofer. I'm sorry. Th- this is not talking about a slave. This is just killing a, a person, and the halacha is no. This is a slave. This is a slave. The halacha is that if it kills a slave, you have to pay kofer. Hold on, I need to get a plug for one second. Sorry about that. Hold on. Progress. Yeah, so I'm sorry. The kaifer is not where you kill a slave. The kaifer is if an animal kills a person, you have to pay kaifer, which is the value of that person. So the Gemara is saying that the thing that's omitted from that list is if the animal killed the person by goring it. So if it gored it, if it was within the first three times the animal was a tom, it would pay half of the kaifer, just like it pays half of the damages generally. But if it killed the animal when it was a mood, it would pay full. Now that's a difference that's not listed over there. So you see that that Mishnah is not comprehensive. So therefore the fact that the Mishnah did not list admission is not a proof that it's chatzin ezek mam and chatzin ezek It's just not in the list because this list is not comprehensive. So the Gemara says, no, imashem chatzin kofer lab That's not a good proof because the fact that it's not on that list, that, that's, that's not a sign. Meaning when you want to say a list is not comprehensive, you have to prove something that's missing. So the Gemara says, well, what's missing is chatzin kofer. The answer is that's not, that's not an omission. Go to the next page. Hamaner of Yosei Aglili, that follows the teaching of Rav Yosei Aglili that says that a tam pays a chatzin kofer, meaning the Gemara was saying that the reason why, the, just to review, uh, the Gemara was saying that 
it's not a comprehensive list. Why? Because it's missing Chatsi Kofer. If you look at the bottom Rashi on, on Mem Aleph and Mem Aleph, Rashi says, Loshna kolechilukam shebineim, sha'af yeshchilik zebineim, sha'amuad shehemis es ha'odam mishalim kofer shalim, v'tam shehemis afilu chatsi kofer, kedino b'nizakin lo mishalim. One of the differences, I, I misspoke before, the difference is whether you pay half nezek by a kofer, meaning, if your animal kills, the Gemara was assuming that if it gored and killed, so if it was a muad, you pay full kofer. If it was a tam, you don't pay anything. So that's a major difference. So I know that a, that, that, that a tam pays half and a muad pays full, but a major difference between the two doesn't pay kofer at all. So that's, that's, that's an omission. And the Gemara answers, that's not an omission because that mission of Father of Yosei Aglili who says that if it actually killed as a tam, you actually pay chatzi kofer. So therefore, it's actually not an omission because that actually goes in line with the general rule, which is that a tam pays half and a muad pays full. Um, okay, so I guess we're still trying to find the proof either way. So the Gemara says, Tashima, uh, our Mishnah, the Mishnah said, Hey Mishori Esploni, our Mishnah said that if that if a person comes into court and admits that his ox killed, Oishori Esploni, that killed a person or killed killed an ox, Hariza Mishalim, you pay. Now, what type of, what type of, um, now that's an admission of guilt and you're paying. So now, if it's talking about goring, and if it's talking about a tam, that means that you're paying half. So you see that tam is considered, chatzinezek uh, is considered mamon, because if chatzinezek is a knas, you should not admit. You see, our, our Mishnah says that if an animal damaged, based on that admission, you have to pay. My laugh betam is, is not referring to a case where the animal was a tam, and you see that admission by a tam, you have to pay. So chatzinezek is mamon. The answer is lo bemuot. No, the answer is the case that you have to pay is where it's a muad. But if it was a tam, you wouldn't have to pay because chatzinezek is a knas. So the Gemara says, well, if that's the case, if you're telling me there's a difference between admission of guilt by a tam or a muad, then why isn't that listed in the Mishnah? So why does the Mishnah not say that? The answer is, The Mishnah was dealing with a muad the entire time and it didn't want to start getting into the differences between tam and muad. And therefore, it's not listed in the Mishnah. But again, not a proof either way. Toshima. Let's go to the end of the mission. The mission says Zehaklal, this is the rule. Call Mashalim Yesra al Mashahizik, Ainu Mashalma Piatzma. The Mishnah says if you want to know the rule, what's a knas? If you're paying more than the damage, that's a knas. But what does that imply? That if you're paying less than the damage, like Khatzinezik, that's not a knas. So you see that Khatzinezik is not a knas. Hapachal Mashizik Mashama Piatzma. So the answer is no. Lo tema hapachos mashahizik alema ha kamashahizik mashal piatzma. Pachas ma ain mashalma piatzma. The answer is no. When the Mishnah says that if you pay more, it's a knas, it doesn't mean if you pay less, it's not. It means if you pay the value of the damage, that's money. If you pay more or less, that's a knas. So the Gemara says, well, if that's the case, that if you pay less, it's a knas, then why doesn't the Mishnah speak that out? The Mishnah says, if you pay more, it's a knas. It should say, if you pay different than the damage, more or less. Say more or less. The Gemara says... Um, because again, the proof is the Mishnah said if you pay more than the damage, then it's considered a knas. Yeah. Hold on. Proof is the fact that the Mishnah said that if you pay more than the damage, it's a knas. The implication is if you pay less, it's not a knas. The answer is no. If you pay less, it's also a knas. If you pay other than the damage, it's a knas, either more or less. So the Gemara says then say that. 
The Gemara says, then just say if you're paying other than the damage, it's considered a knas. which is applied more and less. So why doesn't it say that tiyufta must be? It's a tiyufta must be that less is considered money, because if it was considered a knas, it should say that tiyufta that's rejected. But what's the halacha? Although we just rejected the notion that Chatzin Ezek is a Knas, that's how we paskin. So the Gemara says, Tiyufta We just rejected it, but that's how we paskin. We rejected it because it said that if you pay more, that's a Knas. The implication is if you pay less, it's not a Knas. But now we're saying that's how we paskin. So the answer is, in time amai taisim shum leikatani kamashi hizik leipsika leikivin dekachati nezik sures dehilasakamir the mamayna humishamach leikatani. The answer is really chatzin nezik could be a knas. I the Mishnah says that if you pay more than the damage, it's a knas. The implication is if you pay less, it's not a knas. The answer is there is one chatzinezik that is not a knas. There's one chatzinezik that's considered financial penalty, a financial money, not a penalty, and that's called chatzinezik tsreirus, which is that if an animal's walking and it it shoots pebbles out of its feet, like the feet, like hit a pebble and ricochets, and the pebble causes damage, you have to pay half of the damage. Now that's chatzinezik, but it's mamon, it's based on a pasuk that it's mamon. So because there is chatzinezik, that's mamon, the Mishnah was ambiguous. So therefore when the Mishnah said that if you pay more, it's a knas, the implication if you pay less, it's not a knas, that is true, there is chatzinezik that is mamon. But there is chatzinezik that's a knas, so because it's ambiguous, we could still reject it, Saying the mission doesn't sound like it, but we could pass him that way. Okay. Now we're saying a rule that a tam, when a tam damages, it's considered a ne- it's knas because it's not normal to damage, and because it's not normal to damage, you only have to pay half. But now that you're telling me the chatzin ezek is a knas, imri. If you have a dog that eats small sheep, you have a wild a dog that attacks a small sheep, which which is considered an abnormal thing to happen. Bishunra dachal tarnagayli, or a shunra is a fox, a cat that eats a chicken, which is again also a ravravi, a big one. Those, it's apparently the size of these animals, it's mashunra who, it's a strange thing. Now, if your animal does that, now that, if your dog attacks a sheep, that's an abnormal thing. So that would be what, what, damage would it be under the category of it would be under Karen, which is a tom it would be considered a tom for the first three times you'd have to pay half now so you're telling me that uh, that 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 damage is considered a knas right because we're saying chatzin ezek is a knas and all abnormal damaging from an animal is considered uh, a, a, a Karen. is considered like a horn it's considered like a knas so if that's the case because it's a penalty, we do not collect that in Bavel. You see, Bavel, they didn't have smicha. Smicha was only in Eretz Yisrael, so a lot of the Rabbanim in Bavel didn't have proper smicha. So they could not, um, they could not actually have penalties uh, administered in Bavel, financial penalties. So because it's a penalty, we don't collect it in Bavel. I'm sorry. Uh, but if, if it's a smaller dog eating a smaller, a smaller dog eating a smaller animal, that's considered normal, and then Magvinali, then it's not Tom, then it's not a penalty, then you would have to collect, you would be able to collect even in bubble because it's considered a financial responsibility.
Vitafas now, even for Chatzin as a Knas, in Bava, Loy Mafkin, if the guy grabs the money, we're not going to take it away from him. But the Ebed is fine. Vyomer Ikvale Zimna Laerti Sral, and although we can't actually administer the penalties in Bava, but if he wants us to set up a court case in Eretz Yisrael for him, we do that. Vyomer Ozel, and then if the guy does not go to Eretz Yisrael, Meshavtinu, we put him in Cherim. Now the Gemara says, though, although in Bava they don't have the right to administer penalties, the truth is, Either way, we administer penalty. We, we put him in chayrim for having such a wild animal. Because the truth is, having an animal that causes damage, it's your responsibility to remove that animal. So, forget about the financial penalty. We're going to put you in chayrim until you remove the wild animal. So how do I know that you shouldn't have a wild dog in your house? Or having you shouldn't have a damaged ladder in your house because people can get hurt. So if a person has an animal that's causing damage, we're going to make you remove it. And if you don't, then we're going to put you in cherem anyway, regardless of bubble or not. We have the right to put you in cherem. Okay, uh, let's start. Let's do the next mishnah, and we'll pick it up tomorrow. If you have a girl that was seduced, so again, so the, the guy has to pay boishes and began and knas. So the halacha is boishes, began, and knasa shalavia. All of this go to the father. But tsar and if it was a case of rape, the tsar also goes to the father. That we know. Now, omda bidin, So if they go to court, before the father dies. So they go to court, even if they haven't collected the money, the court says, you know, you're obligated to pay while the father's still alive, then it's the father's money. And therefore, if the father were to die before the money is collected, but but the father died after the court administered the ruling, it's the father's money. And then if the father dies, it goes to the father's next of kin, which is, uh, which is the girl's brother's. It's not the girl's money. Even though it wasn't collected yet, but as long as the father was alive when the court administered the ruling, it's the father's money. But if the father died before going to court, then the money goes to the girl. Similarly, instead of the father dying, let's say uh, her age, right? Once she's 12 and a half, she's no longer under her father's jurisdiction. So if she went to court before she turned 12 and a half, Harin Shalab, then the money's the father, even if it wasn't collected before she's twelve and a half. Mesahab, and then if the father were to die, Harin Shalachim, it goes to her goes to her brothers, which is the father's next of kin. Loy Hispika. Yeah. Loy Hispika, Laabibdin, Achabagra. If before she went to court she already turned twelve and a half, Harin Shalatzma, then it's hers. So you see, it, all that matters, according to the Tanakhama, is going to court. It doesn't matter um, collecting the money. Rav Shimon disagrees. He says that what actually matters is collecting the money. So if the father dies before the money is collected, then the money goes to the daughter. Go to the next page. And all the proceeds, all the earnings that a daughter has, and all the things that she finds, obviously govsa even if she hasn't collected the money, I mean, let's say she has a job and she hasn't been paid yet, it's the father's money. So when it comes to, when it comes to, um, even if she hasn't collected it yet, which is equivalent of going to court, so even if he hasn't collected, it's already the father's. Unlike the case of rape and all that stuff where all that matters is going to court, over here, um, 
where there is no court, it's uh, even if she hasn't collected the money, it belongs to the father. We'll talk about this tomorrow. Recording stopped.